Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. of Wicked Fam. How's it going on this Wednesday? Thank you for joining us, as always. I thought you'd have a little more to say than that. I took that time to take a sip of my wine. You know I don't talk a lot. I'm aware. Anyway, what do we got going on this week? Uh, Well, Ashley just got home from her anniversary trip. Many of you probably saw that heartwarming video that I shared to our Facebook. It was so sweet. You did a phenomenal job. It was a beautiful video. I did a great job. I don't know if you have thought about this, but you should go into production. I should. Oh my gosh. You think I have a career in production? Like I maybe think I so. could produce podcasts? Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. I bet you I could do that. I bet you we could probably make our own podcast. Yeah? Yeah. Probably. Let's try it. Let's do it. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, so anyway, Ashley went on that fun trip. So that was good for her. Lots of fun. Uh what'd you do, Ash? Uh number one thing. I went to the crime museum. The Crime Museum in... Alcatraz East Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge, yeah. And she brought me back a sticker. <laughs> I thought you'd be more appreciative I of really the sticker. I really wanted a shirt. Well, I'm sorry. You didn't put that request in. You didn't even tell me that that was an option. Because it wasn't. How was I supposed <laughs> to know that shirts were sold there? You're an ass. I'll remember that next time I go somewhere and want to bring you back a cool gift. Okay. Well, you know, if I brought you back a shirt, then I had to bring everybody back something. That doesn't work that way. I would have kept it a secret. Nobody would have known. Except when you wore it and it said Alcatraz East on the sleeve. Nobody would have known. They would have known. I could tell them that I got it on my trip to Pigeon Forge. That you didn't go on. I go there all the time. Okay, but you haven't went to Alcatraz East. They don't know that. They don't know my life. Okay. Well, anyways, it's a lot of fun. If you have three hours to spend, because that's how long it took me to get through that museum, you should go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. They had uh, Ted Bundy's bug. What? Like the bug, like... That he killed people in. Oh, his car. Yeah. I was thinking like a a bug, like to bug his phone with. No, his car. They have his car? Yeah. That's pretty cool. They have uh, O.J. Simpson's Bronco. Oh, they just have a bunch of cars? So they have like a whole room of cars? Yeah, there's four of them. They have the recreation of uh, Bonnie and Clyde's car that they used in the movie. Mm, okay. And then they have another car. They have Ted Bundy's actual car. Yes. That's cool as shit. I know. That'd be worth going just for that. I know. Super cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There's a... I'm not gonna lie. Dahmer's glasses. Okay. Uh, his signature from when he bought some postcards okay. at the jail. Um, I don't know. They just have a lot of really cool artifacts. They have... I mean, it's not just serial killers. It's like everything. Like medieval crime, civil war, military. I don't know. There's like 20 different exhibits that you go through. There's, like, a whole, like, white-collar section. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And yeah, a room of cars. Like sounds like it's pretty cool. Well, what else? Did you do anything fun? I mean, we did lots of fun stuff. Uh, uh, you wandered around the woods at 8.30 at night, had me uh, having heart palpitations. I thought you were being kidnapped and murdered. Well, if you didn't keep track of my location 24-7. I don't keep track of your location 24-7. Okay. I was checking on you and Sterling because Sterling is in Florida and you were in Tennessee. So I was just like checking in on you guys before I went to bed to make sure you're both safely somewhere safe. And you were not. 
I was on a ski lift. Okay, but I didn't know that. In the woods. It just looks like you were walking around the woods for 20 minutes. Like, you literally were just like, boop, 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 like, wandering around. Well, I was wandering around the woods. So, there's this cool thing dark. in Gatlinburg called Anakista, which is like a series of, like, wooden bridges through the woods. And they're lit up with fairy lights at night. So, it's really pretty. Okay, well, I just saw you wandering around the woods and thought you were murdered. Well, yeah, no. Nope, so. It was dark. There was no reason for you to be in the woods at that hour. Yeah, to see the pretty fairy lights. There was nothing close by. Like, normally when you do those kinds of things, it would have said, like, Anakista. There would have been, like, a little pin. There was nothing there. It was just open woods with nothing there. Well, I don't know why, because we were at Anakista. I don't know. There was no civilization anywhere near you. (laughs) So I was like, oh, my God, she got murdered. Yeah, well, probably because the entrance is at the bottom of the mountain. And all of the activities are at the top of the mountain that you ride the ski lift up to. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, we um, went to the crime museum. We went to Anakista. That was cool. Uh, we went to a wax museum. Never done one of those before. That was cool. Kind of creepy. Yeah, I saw pictures of Tyler with uh, Bob, Bob Marley. Marley and Lil Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took one with Taylor Swift. Yeah, I was waiting for a picture of that. You never sent me It one. didn't look like her. It was honestly yeah. kind of crap. The Taylor Swift one. Like, some of them, like, like really looked like them. Like, I was like, ooh, this person's going to start moving any minute. Mm-hmm. And then others, I'm like, well, that looks nothing like them. Hmm. Taylor Swift looked nothing like them. I'll show you after. Okay. Well, that's disappointing. And then, well, yeah, a lot of moonshine tasting. That's not really my jam, so. Yeah. Don't either. really like moonshine, but there's a lot of that in good old Tennessee. There is a lot, especially in Gatlinburg Christian Forge area. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we did, just a bunch of little tours. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Glad you were able to uh, celebrate that one year of marriage. It at Paula Deans. That's always been a dream of mine. That is true. It's been a dream of yours since you were like six. So right. I'm glad you finally did that. Was not the real one, of? not Lady and Sons. Right. But yeah, it was really good. Yeah. The dessert was bomb. I'm sure. And you would have loved it. It was all you can eat. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like a family style meal, and they filled it as much as you wanted. Mm, kind of like uh, what's that place in the mountains? Danny Boonin. Yeah, the Danny Boonin. They have the best breakfast. It's- yeah, it was like that, but lunch. Hmm, so it was like cool. fried chicken and chicken and dumplings. So our two proteins we chose. I would have loved that. And then you got to choose sides. So I got like her sweet potato casserole. Amazing. Oh, you know how much I love sweet potato casserole. <laughs> Mac and cheese, uh, mashed potatoes, collard greens. I don't like collard greens. You lost me there. But well, the rest of it sounded delicious. And then, yeah, when you were finished a bowl, they just brought you another one. Hmm. And then you each got a dessert. The desserts were bomb. Yeah. So yeah, really good. Keep that on my list of places to go next time I'm in the area. Yeah, that's in the island at Pigeon Forge. Hmm. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Um, it was fun. We ate our cake, our one year, or our wedding cake from for our one year anniversary. It was uh, a lot better than I thought it would be. <laughs> it didn't taste like cardboard, so that was good. It actually kind of just tasted like a drier version of the same cake. Very nice. Well, the only exciting thing that happened to me this weekend is mom went and waited in line for an hour to buy Jonah crabs. Jonah crabs? What is that? It's a crab. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Mom saw it on Facebook, and they were like, hey, we're going to be at Tractor Supply in Mooresville. Okay. So she went and waited in line for an hour to get us Jonah crabs. It's kind of like a blue crab, I guess. It's a Jonah crab's like the type of crab. So it's kind of like a blue crab. So anyway, she waited in line, got us the crabs. Eating the crab sliced the shit out of my finger. Oh, yeah. Horrible experience. I did not finish my crab because I decided he wasn't worth it after he (laughs) cut me. So the crab Um, wasn't good? Mom also, no, it was delicious. It just wasn't worth that. Uh, mom also was afraid to put them in the pot because they were alive. Mm-hmm. So if we have any vegans listening or 
I'm sorry. But anyway, they were alive. And she was like, they're just going to pinch me. And she's like, kids, come put the crabs in the pot for me. And had all of the small children putting crabs in a pot. <laughs> Did they squeal like lobsters? I don't know. I didn't go up there. But they weren't even going to pinch her. She was just being dramatic. She only put way too much ice in there. So they were like not active. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Like they were really cold. Yeah, so they, they were probably like about to die. Probably. I don't know. But you're supposed to put ice in there and strongly put too much. But anyway, it doesn't matter. That's really the only uh, cool thing all weekend was Jonah Crap cut me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was really bloody. Like, it was bad. There was a lot of blood. Yeah, it looks like there probably was. Yeah, it was a bad cut. I just took the bandit off because I couldn't use my phone because it was on my thumb. So. Oh, the other exciting thing that happened. Our stuff came. Oh, yeah. So, shout out to Brandy Kobo for being the bees and these. You're the best. Yeah, we pretty much love you. Um, She sent us a tripod and a backdrop for a podcast. And she sent us this really sweet note, which I'm going to grab right now. But I'm going to have to edit out me moving around probably. So, hold on. I should have left it on the table, my bad. Yeah, you should have. Okay. Anyway, she sent this super sweet note. Um, Keep making great podcasts and making your dream come true from Brandy Kobel. Pretty much, she's the MVP. You got the award. MVP. So we currently have our tripod set up. We're practicing recording ourselves, recording the podcast. Um, We're probably not going to post it because we look homeless. But I'm going to mess with editing because I don't know how to edit video. So I'm going to take this recording and I'm going to edit it and see if i can do it i have faith in you i don't so i'm glad someone does i don't think i can do it at all and if not maybe we can recruit tyler i doubt it because he hates me yeah but he kind of likes me sometimes all right well do we have any other announcements going on oh that was a nope. lot of breath of mine nope just uh do the things do all the things. Go to Apple Podcasts to leave us ratings and reviews. Head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join our Patreon on one of our four awesome tiers. We're doing better at getting stuff out on there. So to our Patreons that have held on without getting any content, we love you and you're also the MVPs. Um, and yeah, so do that. Uh, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com for a weekly dose of wicked where you can do a one-time donation you guys can head on over to etsy buy yourself some sweet merch go to youtube and watch our videos again yeah you sure can there's no video you can listen to the podcast again on youtube right with right. no video or just subscribe that'd be cool too yeah if you just want to subscribe you don't even have to watch them but just subscribe on youtube that'd be cool um you guys can head on over to facebook and instagram where we keep you up to date on all of the happenings it's your go-to place to uh keep in touch so yeah that's pretty much it. Oh, we got a Twitter, too. We don't read something. No. I don't know what to better. post we on there. We got a LinkedIn, but I don't know if you've ever done anything on LinkedIn. No. So the problem with Twitter is that, like, you can't post what you post on Instagram. Like, when I post on Instagram, I just, like, press the little button and it posts it to Facebook. Right. You can't do that with Twitter. And just, like, copy and paste it. I mean, yeah, you could, but... You know what you could have done? You could have used that website that I, like, signed you up for a free uh, trial for. Hmm. Maybe and I it would have posted that. everything for you, but you didn't use it, so I canceled the free trial before we had to pay for it. Because like our money is uh tight, right? So it can pay for things that you don't utilize. That's true. So anyway, all right. Well, moving right along. Are you ready for this case? I am ready. I'm really excited for this case. I think you're going to be really on the edge of your seat. Well, probably because the seat's little, so I'm already on the edge of my seat. No, I mean in your mind. Oh, okay. Okay. So. <clears throat> 
without further ado, I really am really excited about this case. I found it this morning. No, I found it last night, actually. But I'm really excited about it. It's pretty much probably like the most dramatic case I think I've found. Like there's so much drama. There's so much tea. Okay. I'm like really excited. All right. So the case begins in Brooklyn, New York. The year is undetermined. But it was sometime in the late 70s. I said the year was undetermined. I don't exactly know when they met. I only know when they like got married. But it was more than likely the late 70s. Uh, Jean-Claude Dominique is working at a hospital in Brooklyn, New York, and he's a doctor, so he's fancy, you know. He meets this RN. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. I was looking at that. <laughs> the cat that's going to run out like a freak? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully our listeners like cats, because that was awkward. Yeah, we probably should have shut him What out. was he even doing? I don't know. Being a freak. He just, like, came in here and then ran out like a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Um, Jean-Claude Dominique is working at a hospital in Brooklyn. He's a doctor. He's fancy. He meets this RN. Her name is Elliot. So they got real cool names, too. Jean-Claude and Elliot. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, so it isn't long until Elliot and Jean-Claude are head over heels in love and planning a future together. The two marry in 1980, and they move into Elliot's Brooklyn condo. Soon after, they welcome their first child together, and then a second. I believe their son was older. His name was Jean-Claude Jr., and then their daughter's name was Rachel. By 1993. That's not as fun as the other names. No, I agree. But maybe they didn't like having fun names. Hmm. Okay. I don't well, know. Poor Rachel. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's not very nice, because Rachel's life gets real bad here in a minute. Well, that, probably because of her name. No, it's not. It's because other things. All right. Okay. Not that Rachel's a bad name. Rachel's a cool name, but I'm just saying. With parents named Jean-Claude and Elliot, you would think she would have like a... Right, and then they give her brother Jean-Claude, and then she's Rachel. Well, they only named him Jean-Claude because his dad's name is Jean-Claude. Yeah, that's true. Okay. They probably otherwise would have just named him, like, Bruce. <laughs> I don't know. I just pulled that out of my butt. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's not the point of the story. Rachel's a very minimal part of the story, actually. Okay. So, um, the main characters here are... Stop playing footsie with me. You weirdo. <laughs> the main characters here are Jean-Claude and Elliot, obviously. Okay. okay. Otherwise, I would have started with, there once was a girl named Rachel. I understand. Okay, move on. Okay. Well, I've lost my place now. Sorry. Okay, so by 1993, the family has outgrown their Brooklyn condo. They decide that a move to the suburbs in Long Island is the best option for their family. And life is good for the Dominiques. Elliot is able to focus on the kids. She quits her job as an RN. Uh, Jean-Paul is making plenty of money, so he's able to support them with no problem. Uh, The thing is, though, is that moving to Long Island means that Jean-Claude... Did I call him Jean-Claude or Jean-Paul? You just called him Jean-Paul. And I was really lost. I was like, I thought his name was Jean-Claude. But then I didn't want to correct you because then I didn't want to be dumb. I was really worried I was going to do that because I kept wanting to call him Jean-Paul, but his name is Jean-Claude. Okay, well... Did I call the son Jean-Paul? No. If I call any name Jean-Paul at any point, his name is Jean-Claude. I don't know why I want to call him Jean-Paul. I really don't. But his name is Jean-Claude. Okay, so anyway. The problem with moving to Long Island... Is that that means that Jean-Claude now has an hour commute to work. And I know you can relate to that. I can because I have an hour commute. It sucks. Yeah. So luckily, though, for him, they have that Brooklyn condo. So when he works, you know, long hours, he's able to kind of crash at the condo. Comes in handy. He's an ER doctor at this point. So he's working really long hours. He's on call often, I would assume. I don't really know how doctors work. But seems like he... Had a lot of hours to work, a lot of on-call time. So he was able to use the condo as sort of like a crash pad when he was really just too tired to make that one-hour commute. Understandable. It worked out. I was going to say, like, so to me, I think that's crazy. 
but I'm not married to a doctor. Um, I personally don't care how tired my husband is. I expect him to come home every night. If I had a condo near my work, I would 100% stay there. Well, you could actually stay at Jenny's. I mean, I could, but that'd be weird. Okay, but you could. If Jenny, it wouldn't really be if weird. If Jenny just and David be. are listening, then um, Ashley thinks it's weird to stay at your house. I've done it before. It's not weird. It's just, I don't know. It's not their responsibility to take care of you. Exactly. I know. I understand. No, when I was going to be homeless, you know, that horrible time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the horrible time in your life ended uh, a month ago, if that, not even. <laughs> Whatever. No, when I was stressed about finding somewhere to live. I know, I know. Jenny was like, oh, you just move into my upstairs bedroom. And I was like, uh, Jenny, I'm not going to move into your upstairs bedroom. She's like, why not? All my other kids have. Yeah, but I'm not your kid, Jenny. I'm your coworker. Right. Right. She's like, all my all my adult children have moved in. Okay. Well, I'm not your adult child. Well, she pretty much sees you as one for adult children, obviously, because she treats you like one. Apparently. Pretty regularly. So anyway, all I was going to say, though, or all I was saying is, I think that's crazy. I don't know what that life would look like, but who am I to judge? I'm not married to a doctor. It's really none of my business. It costs zero cents to mind your own business. That's true. Um, so anyway, whatever. It works for them. They were happy. They had a happy life. They had no issues. That is until March 22nd of 1999, when Jean-Claude was struck by a car leaving the Brooklyn condo. He was hit so hard, he flew in the air, and the only witness said his shoes landed on opposite sides of the street. Oh. So this was more than likely not an accident. Jean-Claude was obviously rushed to the hospital where he suffered severe injuries. They notified his wife that he was in a coma, and she rushed to the hospital. When she arrived, she came face-to-face with another woman who claimed that she was Jean-Claude Dominique's wife. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. So much tea, dude. I'm telling you. Like, this is some drama. (laughs) Okay. Some freaking drama. So, a little backstory on the other woman. Her name's Betsy, and she is from the same village in Haiti as Jean-Claude. So, I didn't mention that before because I wanted to save it for now. Jean-Claude is from Haiti. Um, He and Betsy grew up there together, and essentially they were childhood sweethearts, kind of like you and Tyler. Okay. So, when Jean-Claude, I even typed out Jean-Paul here. So when John Claude was given the opportunity to come to America, he obviously jumped at that. Uh, John Claude was one of 23 children. That's a lot of freaking kids. Yeah. So him being able to get out of Haiti and come to the U.S. was a really big deal. Um, I didn't want to false. I didn't want to false. I didn't want to spread false news here. So I actually looked into Haiti a little bit because I thought I knew about Haiti, but I wasn't sure if I really did. So um, I thought it was a poor country. I was correct. Yes. Uh, It actually is among one of the poorest countries. Uh, In fact, Haiti is listed as the poorest country in the Latin American and Caribbean region. Oh, I didn't know that. So extremely poor. Um, Obviously, him leaving Haiti and then becoming a doctor is a big deal. Right. Uh, So this is what I said here. I would say Jean-Claude being able to leave Haiti and become this extremely successful doctor was huge for his family. I don't have like facts on this but i would assume more than likely he sent money back to them like that was probably a very big deal a lot of people that leave like those poor countries come to wealthier countries and they're able then to like support their family in these you know poor countries right yeah that's pretty normal i think so anyway when he's in haiti he did to betsy uh obviously when he left that relationship ended um and he met elliot and all was good That is until Betsy was actually able to come to the U.S. And she looked Jean-Claude up. The two rekindled their relationship. And Jean-Claude married Betsy, with whom he then had two children and a home 
in New Jersey. I was going to say Brooklyn. No, he was in New Jersey. So essentially, he had these two separate families that he's juggling, and they were only like 50-something miles apart from each other. Yeah, that's crazy. So he's got Betsy and two kids over here in New Jersey, and then he's got Elliot and two children over here in Long Island. And so when he's telling one he's staying at the condo, he's actually just going to the other house. Mm, makes sense. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of crazy. So did Betsy know about Elliot? Let's talk about that later. We're not there yet. <sighs> okay. So... How long do you think that he was able to keep this going? I mean, he had two kids, so a few years. Okay. So he kept it going for 17 years. Oh, my gosh. He was married to Elliot for almost 20 and married to Betsy for 17. I was thinking like five. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Hmm. Crazy. Like, how do you not put that together? 17 years. That's this man was married time. to two women and neither of them put it together. Yeah, no. Crazy. First of all, I want to have enough energy to do that. Right. To have two families. So it kind of made me wonder, this is a little off topic, but kind of made me wonder, in Haiti, he had 23 siblings. So I wonder if in Haiti, like, plural marriage is a thing. Maybe maybe that's how he was raised. So he thought it was, you know, like. Well, it's not he thought it was okay, because if he did, he would have told the women about each other. Right. I just wonder if maybe that's, like, the thing. I mean, it's very possible they could all be from one mother, though. I mean, look at. Yeah. Lots of people in the world. The Duggars. Yeah. Um, I have a lady I follow on TikTok that has like 12 children. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's very possible. Uh, But it's just crazy to me. I saw a news article the other day about this woman who, or a family, who wanted like six kids or something. So they got surrogate people to be pregnant at the same time by six, six kids at the same time. Why would they do that? So they had six kids, all that were all like biologically theirs. All born around the same time That's kind of by crazy. different people. That's crazy. Yeah. And they were young, like in their 20s. I wonder what they did for work. I don't know. Because that seems expensive. Very expensive. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, John claude I don't know. I don't know if he thought it was acceptable or what, but it doesn't matter. He had two wives for 17 years. Uh, he married Betsy just shy of three years after marrying Elliot. Um, so in the hospital over their dying husband, these two women meet face to face for the very first time. Now, some articles said that the women had no idea about each other. But I actually did find, I don't know if it was one article or two, because I kept, like, getting confused. Um, Researching cases has become very difficult since my computer's been broken. Yes, I understand. So, anyway, I was flipping between my pages. I don't know if it was one article or two, but essentially I did find, like, an article that makes more sense to me. So that's what I'm going to go with. And this might just be my opinion and this article's opinion. But we're just going to say, I mean, this to me makes the most sense. So it said that Betsy had called Elliot shortly after the birth of her and Jean-Claude's first child to tell Betsy that she had this child with Jean-Claude. And then that article essentially said that Jean-Claude came clean to Elliot and told her like it was over between him and Betsy, but that obviously he would have to like see the child from time to time. Right. So to me, that makes more sense than them not knowing each other at all. Um, And it also kind of plays out a little bit more a little while later of why I think it makes more sense. But um, regardless of whatever, they'd never met either okay. way. So even if they knew about each other, they had never met face to face. But they definitely did not know that he was married to both of them at the same time. <laughs> I feel very confident saying they did not know that. Okay. Now, what I said here next, though, is that Betsy did know about Elliot, but she knew Elliot as the ex-wife. She was under the impression that Elliot had asked for a divorce before she and John claude had gotten married. So to me, it makes more sense because... First of all, 
it doesn't make any sense that Betsy would call Elliot to tell her she had a child with Jean-Claude unless she knew about her. Right. Obviously. Um, but then also for her to, like, ask for the divorce, like, that story makes more sense to me. Like, Jean-Claude cheats on Elliot with Betsy, gets Betsy pregnant, Betsy tells Elliot, and then Jean-Claude's like, yeah, she was so mad at me, she asked for a divorce. Right. Yeah. Like, that makes way more sense. That makes sense. But, again, that could just be my opinion. I don't know how it went down. I wasn't there. So, to Betsy, like, this is actually a crazy ex-wife. Okay. And poor Elliot has, like, no clue what the heck's going on. Like, she just came, found out her husband's in a coma, rushed to the hospital, finds this other woman there. Betsy is actually able to produce a marriage license. I find that super strange. Just, like, had that on her at the hospital, but whatever. Apparently, she you gives the hospital. You keep one on. You at all times. I do? A marriage license, yes. Yeah. You keep your marriage license in your car. People don't need to know that. What if they want to steal my marriage license? And that's not because I want to keep it in there. It's because I needed it for something I don't clean my car out. Okay. It wasn't, it's not for, like, the benefit of needing my marriage license. It's because I needed it one you time. You produce it very often. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Because sometimes I just need it. <laughs> okay. So, I don't think it, you can judge this woman for having her marriage license. Okay. Oh, that's weird. You do the same thing. You're right. I do carry mine on me pretty much all the time. But not because I, like, think, oh, I need my marriage license. It's because I've left it in my car. And then there have been numerous times where I've needed it. So it's well, been maybe handy. that was the same thing. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, whatever. She gives the marriage license to the hospital. And so the hospital sees her as the current wife, and therefore they give her authority to take uh, to make medical decisions for Jean-Claude, and Elliot is asked to leave. Oh, that'd be awful. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the next month, Elliot visits Jean-Claude when she can, but really, this is a hard time for her. I mean, the man that she loved for almost 20 years has completely betrayed her, uh, and he's not even conscious to explain himself. Right. Or, like, tell her, like, what's going on. So, at this point, like, I was watching this with Jacob. There's, like, an ID special on married with secrets. It's very dramatized. That's why I looked farther into, like, the not knowing about each other thing. Because based off of the show, they made it seem like they had no idea the others existed. And I was like, there's just no way that, like, they really had no idea. Right. Well, those shows always dramatize well, things. Well, I know. But that's why I looked more into it. I don't want to repeat of, like, uh, some past things where I've taken them for their word and they were dramatized. Big fat liars. Yeah. I mean, they have a disclaimer. The disclaimer says that the show's been dramatized, names have been changed, stories have been changed, whatever. Right. Oh, so anyway, when I'm watching the show, though, so Jacob's watching it with me, right? And I, like, went over to him and I was like, you listen to me. I was like, if you ever, if I ever found out that you had another wife and more children, I would kill you. Do you understand me? And he was like, well, you're 0 for 1 on that one. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I can't have more kids. You made me get a vasectomy. <laughs> Freaking forgot. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that up. I forgot. I forget a lot. You made me. Yeah. I, did, Such a poor I didn't baby. make him. I told him. I didn't make him. Whatever. That's drop dramatic. I didn't make him. I know. I just pressured him. You highly encouraged. Yes, I did. I highly encouraged him to get a vasectomy because I could not get my tubes tied. I happily would have got my tubes tied. Right. I had no problem with that. Anyway, we had three kids. I mean, it was fine. But anyway, I told him, like, you ever do that to me. And I was like, okay, fine. You're right. You can't have kids. But if you ever get another wife, and he's like, uh, you're crazy enough. I'm good. <laughs> right. I already have five wives. You and all your personalities. Um, He says I have 19 personalities, ma'am. Well, I was just being generous with five. You didn't have to call yourself out like that. That's fine. I have no problem admitting it. Uh, Okay. So, all right. So, obviously, Elliot, she's kicked out of the hospital. Um, So, she decides to talk to Jean-Claude's brother, Ali. And she asked him, like, do you have any idea what's going on? Who is this woman? And Elise like, yeah, I know Betsy. Her and Jean-Claude were childhood sweethearts. She's, you know, from the same place we're from in Haiti. And he says, you know, 
it's my brother's business though. Like I don't put my nose into my brother's business. So I don't know. I don't know what he's got going on. And he kind of gives it off like he didn't know about the whole other family, which That's is total bullshit. There's no way that his brother had a second wife. He didn't know. If you had a second husband, I would hope you would tell me. Yeah, but I feel like if like Adam or Sterling had a second wife, I probably wouldn't know. They don't talk to me that much. Sterling would 100% tell me if he had a second wife. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying he wouldn't tell you. I just don't know if he'd tell me. I'm going to text him and ask him. He is enjoying his time living up in Florida. Leave him alone. I don't care. I mean, Adam doesn't even answer the phone when we call, so. It's not true. He always answers me. Well, he didn't answer He's me. He's rude to me, but he answers me. Well, maybe it's just me. Maybe my brother's he just hate me. He probably didn't answer you because he's in his interview when he called. Well, probably. But he probably shouldn't have called me first then. It doesn't matter. But I 100% think that if I had a second husband, I would tell you. I mean, I probably would so, tell you, too. I don't believe that his brother didn't know. Okay, so does his brother live in the U.S.? Yes. Okay. His brother lives in Brooklyn. He's a teacher. Teaches uh, at a high school, I think. He, like, also coaches soccer. Um, yeah, he lives in the U.S. Okay. In Brooklyn. So, um, after 39 days in a coma, John claude does end up succumbing to his injuries. Uh, Betsy, being seen as the true wife, is given financial control over all of Jean-Claude's assets. Uh, but there is still that condo in Brooklyn, which Elliot owned before they got married. So that's her condo. Um, with her husband gone, she goes to the condo to clean it out. And there she finds an envelope containing divorce papers between herself and Jean-Claude. It's just weird, though, because Elliot never signed divorce papers. So this is just like another punch in the gut for Elliot. Her marriage had ended 17 years ago, and she had no idea. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he forced her signature? So, essentially, in what they had said in, like, this uh, special is that in order for him to get a divorce, that papers had to have been signed. Because it was, like, an uncontested divorce. So they had to have them signed in front of a notary. Right. So he essentially, like, hired a um, impersonator, like, to impersonate her. And oh forged gosh. her signature on these divorce papers. So, like, essentially he paid someone to go sign divorce papers. That's crazy. It's insane. I told you it was a lot of tea, man. It's a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. And it gets even more. Like, it's crazy. So, at this point, though, she's like, I got to go talk to my attorney. Because I got to figure out, like, what's going on here. Like, I didn't sign these divorce papers. Where'd they come from? So, her attorney is like, hey, it's not a big deal at all. Let's get us a handwriting expert and see what they have to say. So a handwriting expert comes in and he agrees. He's like, this signature is not the same as like any of your other signatures. Right. He's like, there's very big differences. This is clearly a forgery. So they take this before a judge and the judge rules in favor of Elliot. He reinstates her rights as Jean-Claude's wife and says that his marriage to Betsy was fraudulent and never legal. Therefore, she has no right to any of Jean-Claude's assets. Well, good. So It sucks for Betsy, but... Each of John claudes four children do receive an inheritance, but Betsy gets nothing. Okay. Uh, at this point, though, obviously, time has passed. Um, it's been like 15 months, so a little over a year since John claudes passed when she finally wins back control of his assets. One major event that did take place uh, was John claudes funeral. Right. So Ali, which is John claudes younger brother, took over the planning of this funeral. Uh, so he came to Elliot and he asked her if she'd help pay for the funeral. And she said, you know what, um, like, what What exactly are you planning for the funeral? And so he goes over, like, this elaborate plan that he has that's going to cost $30,000. For a funeral? Yes. 
So he wants seven limos to transport the family. Like, it's just extremely over the top. So adjusted for inflation, that's roughly $55,000 for a funeral. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, when I die, just put me in a cardboard box. Yeah, like, probably. That's insane. It's insane. So Elliot's like, yeah, I can't afford that. And Ali is mad. He's like, how can you not afford this? My brother was a doctor. There's no way that you can't afford a $30,000 funeral. And my thought here is that when the funeral's taking place, Betsy had control of the assets. Right. So, like, how would Elliot have been able to afford anything? Why wasn't he talking to Betsy? Right. And he may have. I don't know. But Elliot was like, yeah, no, I can't actually afford that. Um, And even if she could afford it, though, I wouldn't blame her if she didn't want to pay for it. No, that's crazy. I would be pissed at my husband. I don't know that I'd want to pay for his funeral. I might just push him off in the lake. Well, I'm sure you might pay for some funeral. I don't know about that. Sterling said he would 100% tell me if he had a second wife. Okay. He said, yeah. I said, if you had a second wife, would you tell me? And he said, yeah. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Just say it. But all I'm saying is I wouldn't blame her. If she didn't want to pay for it, I wouldn't blame her one bit. Right. That's completely fine with me. I wouldn't judge her one bit. Okay. I'm on her side. I stand with Elliot. Yep. I mean, I agree. So, uh... The issue, though, is that this actually pisses Lee off. So he tells Elliot that she's not welcome to the funeral. Neither are her children. That's shitty. Yeah, extremely shitty, especially for an uncle. So I can't even think of, like, a situation that would compare. I was trying to say, like, if somebody, like, kept my kids from one of our funeral because they were mad at, like, Jacob or I. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't care what's going on with the parents. Like, that's their father. Right. So never whatever. bring kids into it. No, it's, it's absolutely never their ridiculous. fault. And I mean, at this point, they were teenagers, but still. Okay, teenagers. There's less of a reason to be mad at them. Right. They're almost adults. <sighs> I don't know, but. So, oh, and then he also like went off on her and told her that she wasn't even the real wife. Betsy was. I would have punched her in the face at that point. How is she not the real wife? She was the wife first. Doesn't matter. He tells her, you're not even the real wife. Betsy's his real love. Like, Betsy's his real wife. You mean nothing. Like, he's just rude to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, really, though, winning this hearing is a huge win for Elliot. Like, this is the first, like, big win she's had since that day of finding her husband. Right. You know, is a big lying sack of crap. Um, not to speak ill of the dead, but, pr- I mean, really crappy. Yeah, that is crappy. So, she's given full control of Jean-Claude's assets And that includes half of Betsy's house because her and Jean-Claude are no longer married. So um, Elliot is now half owner of Betsy's home in New Jersey. Now, me being a spiteful person, I probably would not have taken the high road in this situation. I more than likely would have just kicked her out of the house. But Elliot is a beautiful, wonderful woman, and she gives the New Jersey home to Betsy. No problem. Good for her. So, while going over John claudes assets, Elliot also discovers a building that he owns in Brooklyn. Upon further investigation, she finds out that Betsy and Ali are in business together in this building, running a beauty supply store. And then there are either other businesses in the building or, like, apartments, because Betsy has been collecting rent from the tenants for this building. So, she's, like, using it as, like, a sort of income. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that goes to show that uh, Elizabeth a liar. He right. did know her. 100%. He was in business with her. Elliot's like, okay, cool. She has her lawyer send a letter to Betsy and Ali, um, essentially evicting them from the property. Um, and she says, like, she's going to sell it. So this is where I'm at at this point. This entire thing could have been avoided. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like, I would be the bigger person in this situation. But 
Like this entire thing could have been avoided. In the beginning, when these two women found out about each other, instead of like taking it out on each other, they very easily could have like bonded together, split Jean-Claude's assets. You know what I mean? Like this very easily could have been handled. Right. But I never found any mention of like when Betsy was in control of Jean-Claude's assets that like she helped Elliot in any way. So like I don't blame Elliot for yeah. selling this building. I just think that this very easily could have been handled. Right. Maturely, like... I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know any of the facts, but it kind of sounds like Betsy knew. I don't know. I don't know if Betsy knew. But maybe she really just thought they were divorced. Maybe she did. But even so, then having, I mean, like, she really thought, like, like, Elliot was that crazy. Right. That she would, like, go to court and prove that she was still married. Right. And, like, also, it wouldn't be that difficult to prove that they were still married to Betsy. Right. I mean, I guess maybe it was 1999. I was thinking, like, there had to have been some text messages or, like, but I guess probably yeah, not text probably messages not. too early. But there had to have been some way for her to have proved. Right. You would think so. To Betsy that, like, hey, like, we were still married. Right. I don't know. I just feel like Betsy was not open right. to any of that. And I, I don't blame her either because, honestly, like, Betsy's a victim here too. Right. No, 100%. It's 100% John Claude's fault. Yeah, so he essentially is just like a, I don't know. I don't know what he was going through. So, uh, Elliot continues to move on in her life. She goes back to work as an RN. Um, She's working early morning shifts. And one morning while she's getting ready to leave for work, Elliot goes out front to remote start her car and notices that she set off the motion light at the end of her driveway. She goes back inside while her car warms up. And then leaving the house a second time, Elliot notices that the motion light did not go off this time. At that point, two men rush towards her and shoot her multiple times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, Elliot retreats back in the house and calls for her children's help. She's rushed to the hospital. And luckily, she only suffered. I'm going to say suffered, not suffered. (laughs) So, she's rushed to the hospital. And luckily, she only suffered superficial wounds. She'd been shot in the hand. And also, a bullet had grazed her ear. The doctor said that had she moved just an inch, she would have been shot in the head. Obviously, an investigation into this attempted murder begins, and after ruling out robbery gone wrong, it isn't long until the police uncover a murder-for-hire plot Mm-mm. executed against Elliot. Would you like to guess who initiated the plan? Either. I have two choices. Okay. Betsy or Ali. Okay. I'm going to kind of go with Ali because he kind of is crazy. Yeah. So, it was Ali Dominique. Um, it's not long until they discover that Ali Dominique has, like, hired these two men to kill Elliot. Um... And they also kind of come up with that he had a plan. More than likely, he was going to kill Elliot. Then he was going to kill Betsy. And then he was going to kill all of his nieces and nephew. Oh, my gosh. Or his nieces and nephews, because he had two and two. It was like two boys, two girls from each. Or a boy and a girl from each. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But essentially, he was going to kill all of them off so that he would then get all of Jean-Claude's money. So I was kind of thinking that maybe Elliot and Betsy were together. Yeah. That would make sense. But No. No. Okay. I mean, not anything that I saw that said they could have been together. Okay. If he was planning to kill her, though, probably not. Uh, no, because they said that he, based off of the, um, like, plan that he had concocted, he was more than likely going to kill all of them. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, what had happened, the way that they caught on, is because somebody had come forward about the murder prior plot, and I'm pretty sure the guy that actually came forward wasn't actually involved, that Ali had, like tried to hire him and he had said no oh okay so they do end up finding like the two hitmen. their names are alexander eczema 
who is 21, and Maven Keaton, who is 21. Oh my gosh, babies. So, right. And they did both plead guilty to attempted murder in the second degree. Um, ex- eczema, I don't know how you say that name. It's E-X-A-M-A. But eczema was sentenced to 12 years, and then Geden received 19 years. Um, Dominique pretty much declared that he declared, denied that he was involved. But it doesn't really make sense of why these He's two random men people. would say he did. And then also, like, why... Would they kill her? Right. Like, they don't even know her. Right. They had no relation to her, right? Mm-hmm. So, Ali was convicted of attempted murder in the second degree and then conspiracy in the second degree. He was sentenced to 8 to 25 years. That doesn't really make sense. That's what it says. <laughs> he was sentenced to 8 to 25 years in prison. So. It's quite a discrepancy. It's quite a difference. In years, for sure. But, yeah, that entire case was crazy. Yeah, quite a wild ride. Crazy. Insane. Yes. Quite the roller coaster. It's crazy. So, I can't be certain of this, but while I was looking into this, also, I found, um, like, a LinkedIn for Jean-Claude Dominique. Mm -hmm. Like, a younger Jean-Claude Dominique. So, I'm thinking it's Jean-Claude Jr. And he's, like, an engineer. Like, went on to be... I mean, these, like, kids with this horrible life, all of them seem to have, like, went on to have pretty successful careers. Well, that's good. I mean, no, it's fantastic. I just thought it was kind of crazy. Like, when I was looking, I was like, no shit. Like, is this him? They probably got some therapy. Uh, I would hope so. From BetterHelp. (laughs) Quit bringing up BetterHelp. (laughs) They do not sponsor us. That was the first time I've ever brought up BetterHelp, so... Okay, well, I brought it up before. I know. So you can't tell me to quit. You're the one that does it, not me. Okay, well, they do not sponsor us. We have no sponsors. No, no. If you want to sponsor an episode of our podcast, send us an email at weeklydoseofwicked at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. We're open to sponsors anytime. Yup. But, I don't know. Like, that whole thing was so crazy. Was that not insane? I just don't understand how neither of them knew. Me neither. You know why? It's because it was the 90s. Because I track my husband all the time now, and I know exactly where he is at all times of the day. Yeah. So there's no way he would get away with that. And also, like, I think, oh, that's crazy that he spent half his time at his Brooklyn condo. But, like, if I had that option, I would. So it's really not that crazy, I guess. Yeah. Okay, but, like, you wouldn't if you had that option. I would, though. You wouldn't, though, because you and Tyler both work an hour from here. You chose to move here. You could have moved there. I mean, you could yeah. have resigned your lease. Yeah. But you chose to be homeless instead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean. I didn't choose to be homeless. Okay. It's a long story that we don't need to get into. And I wasn't homeless. I wasn't like living in my car. No, I'm more. I'm just saying that you say like, if I had that option, I would. But like you wouldn't because you lived there and you didn't like it. When I lived in Concord and I worked in Statesville, I used to stay with mom and dad during the week. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would. Okay, but that's because mom and dad were here. You didn't like being, like, that far away from everyone. I'm just saying, you had the option to live there. It wasn't like... Oh, yes, I know. Like, it's not like them, where, like, they moved to Long Island for... I mean, essentially, they moved to Long Island because the suburbs... Sorry. The suburbs were better for their children. Um, Like, the, the education there was better for their children. Like, it was just better for their family. Right. But I'm saying, like, there's nothing stopping you and Tyler from living there. Right. Except for me. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the only reason. Me. Your need to be close to me. Okay, I'm just saying, if I had somewhere to live for part of the week, I would. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, I don't know. If my husband said he was going to stay somewhere for part of the week, I'd be showing up there. <laughs> like, randomly. I'd yep. be spending the night there with him. There's really no reason why my husband would need to do that, though, because we could just move to wherever he needed to be. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing holding me back. Not your know. love for me, apparently. I mean, you left me with no problem, so why does it matter? I came back. Okay. It doesn't matter. Only took you two years. Okay, whatever. Anyways, um, yeah, so that was crazy. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, it was It was good, though, right? I told you it was going to be a good case. Yeah, it, it was, was good. good. I mean, it wasn't good. I'm really sorry for Betsy and Elliot and Jean-Claude. Oh, I didn't even tell you, like, about the, like, Jean-Claude getting hit. No. I kind of didn't even care to cover that because, honestly, like, I was so mad at him. Okay, so was it on purpose? So they never actually figured out who hit him at all. So the car that hit him, like, they found it abandoned a couple blocks away. But, like, it had been stolen. So they never actually figured out who hit him at all. Like, to this day, they have no idea who ran him over. Um, but Ali said that he thought it was Elliot. And that was part of the reason, too, why he hired people to kill her. But he mm-hmm. didn't hire people to kill her. Right. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of crazy, too. Mm-hmm. They never Maybe. figured out who did it. Maybe it Elliot, Elliot found out. I don't think it was Betsy. Elliot at all. I don't think Elliot would steal a car and then run her husband over. Oh, no, but maybe she would have had someone else do it. It was the 90s. I don't know. I don't know. No, I didn't even care to really cover him getting hit by the car, though, because it didn't really matter to me. Yeah. No, I see that. Yeah, that was a... I just still... I don't understand how neither of them knew. I mean, you never really know anybody. Well, I know, but, like, that's a big secret to keep. There are bigger secrets than that. A secret that you're actively doing. I don't know. I just feel like there are bigger secrets than that. I mean, like, serial killers. Right. They I keep mean, that's like saying, like, how time. did, you know, whatever, like, the people in Jeffrey Dahmer's life and the people in Ted Bundy's life, like, how did they not know? They did know. They figured it out eventually, but how long did they go on? Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. whole thing's real crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. In my opinion. Yeah, well, thank you for that, Sarah. No problem. That's what I'm here for. We'll see you so, next week. On that note, we'll see you next week when we cover a whole new case. What are we covering? I don't know yet. I'll let you know in a couple days. Yeah, we really need to record it in like two days. I know. Three days. I know. To like get us back on track. Yes, thank you. Okay. I'm aware. Well, on that note, catch you on the flip side. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to 
www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash W-D-O-W, where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or, you know, like podcasting equipment, which would probably be a better use of our money. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked, or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones. Or you can give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked. Or you know what? You could just do both because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Wicked. Ba-dum-psh. 